Hey guys, welcome back to Love on the Line. We are so excited to be in your ears this week for our happy hour segment. It's Tam. And it's Phoebs. Tam, what have you got for happy hour today? I have got a lovely spicy mug, my absolute favorite. What about you? Tam's a big fan of a spicy mug. I've got, I mean, I think you all know, a pina colada, my favorite. We love a little happy hour segment. We thought after a huge series that was sometimes quite intense, we'd have a little happy hour moment after work, catch up with you guys, have a chat and see what's happening in everyone's lives at the moment. We're so excited, you know, sit back, you're hanging out with us, it's just a girls' night in, and boys, Luke, if you're listening. Um, So, yeah, we're so excited. Tam, how was your week? I think we should start, you know, we had a lot of confessions in our friendship series. Give me a confession of maybe what went wrong this week, or at least not to plan. So I've just started this eating plan just to get myself back on track. I've done it before and it's worked, but I was watching maths last night and devoured a whole bag of chips. And it doesn't seem like it's that bad, but I've literally paid $600 for this program. So can't really be eating chips every time maths is on, you know? We're all about a cheeky snack. Like we love it. But when you have paid $600, oh, that's, that's really not the vibe. Yeah. Can't cheeky be snacking every day. So if my coaches are listening and eh, sus about it what about you what's your confession for the week <sighs> oh okay mine okay it sounds bad when i'm gonna say it but it's not as bad i promise it's a god thing it was the only reason i went to it was for a god tans rolling her eyes but i saw my ex-boyfriend this week here we go again <laughs> no okay so i have zero interest in dating this boy again absolutely not it's not happening Tam is still rolling her eyes but um so that probably wasn't the best I think it started off like okay like the Lord is working like this is going great and then he just hasn't changed has he Tammy he really hasn't honestly I think he's my pet peeve speaking of pet peeves one of our friends was like you guys should totally chat about pet peeves and honestly I could talk about it for hours so we're gonna get the ball rolling Phoebes what are some of your pet peeves my biggest one it's like a category Tam just did it just then. Burping, farting, sniffing, (laughs) sneezing, (laughs) coughing. Sorry if I need to sneeze. Oh my gosh. I understand that, but you can do it in the privacy of your own moment. Like, I'm not going to fart in front of you. Um, Sniffing and sneezing, I'm a bit more understanding of, but I just hate when I'm like on the metro and someone sneezes right next to me. I'm like, gross. So I'd like to um, elaborate. Tam just sniffed. She didn't fart on air. Thank you. She's really calling me out. I literally just sniffed, guys. Anyway, I just, I just, I find it so gross. I don't find fart jokes funny. Burping literally get away from me. Yeah, look, we went away on holiday and my family is very comfortable, very open with our bodily functions. And Phoebe's is like this like <laughs> uptight pommy and was not coping with all the tooting. One of my pet peeves is mispronunciation. Now we all get it wrong sometimes. I get that. But oh, it really grinds my gears when other people do. So my dad, we love him. Big Tony. We're driving past the Edamoga and old mate goes, how long has it been since you've been to the Edamoga? And I literally wanted to curl up oh, and die. I did not talk to him for the whole car ride home because I was so annoyed that he said that. How freaking gross. <laughs> we love Tony. Big Tony's just trying to relate to you and see what's going on in life. Okay, are you a library or a library? I'm a library. Yeah, me too. 
but I'm a librarian. Oh. I hate people that like library, like in America. I'm like, there's two hours for a reason, babe. True, but Americans are sometimes a little bit off-brand. Lol. Well, that's not... We have three listeners in the United States, so we're not going to throw them off. Um, my next one. Okay, personal space. Obviously, we all know I'm not a huge fan of physical touch, but when someone is just, like, in my face, like, talking about something, and I can just feel their breath on my face, I'm just like, babe, you don't need to be that close. Like, I can hear you from, like, a meter away. Let's, like, change it up. It's like those bumper stickers on cars where if you can read it, you're too close. I think you need that. I should just get a t-shirt with that. Another one for mine is, I know people have anxiety and this is not targeted at you at all, but people who tap their feet or like shake their leg profusely. If I'm at dinner and someone's shaking their leg, I'm like, oh, are we experiencing an earthquake right now? Like, put your feet on the ground, babes. Sit down and relax, please. A hundred percent. It is. It just gets me anxious. Yeah, I'm like, should I be tapping? What's happening? I don't even know. You're part of like a flash mob. Um, <laughs> I think, okay, this one's a big one. And it's also like a red flag I look for in like friends and dating. If they're mean to like the waitress or the people at the shops like working, oh, it makes me so angry. I'm like, these people are doing their job for like minimum wage. Like, absolutely. I don't understand. It's so easy to be nice. That's how you can tell if you go on a date with a guy, like how they treat waiters. It says so much about them. I mean, it says so much about you as well. That's a big thing. Okay, another one for me is people who chew with their mouth open. I feel like they've just like missed a lesson in primary school or kindergarten. Just don't like, sorry for that ASMR. It's just, oh, it's so annoying and it grinds my gears. Literally, like we have to tell it to kids at work, like, Please close your mouth when you, or finish your mouthful when you're talking to me. You should not be doing that as an adult. Absolutely not. Okay, my last one is when people cancel plans at the last minute. Oh my gosh, I'm like ready to go. Or even like I've showered or like you're, if I have to wake up early, like let's say we're meeting early and I'm awake, I'm like, that's so annoying. Like I understand if you're sick or if something like emergency has come up, that's so fair. But when it's just like, oh, can we do another day? Like, come on. Yeah, or when they cancel plans, like that's fine, but then they don't suggest another day. Like, do you even want to hang out with me? That's a big sign that it's like, okay, they don't want to hang out. Like if that happens, I'm like, okay, like, no, (laughs) that's not happening. My last one is when people one up the other person in a story. And this happens a lot with someone I know. So like, I'll say, oh, I read this book this week and I love it. And this person will just straight up be like, yeah, I read 45 books this week. And I'm like, bro, like... I'm just trying to share my life with you. We really don't have to one-up me right now. Right? And you feel so like, oh, like especially if it's a good story or like something you're proud of or like something you're like, oh, this is going to be so interesting. And then they're just like, no, shut down. Yeah. Imagine if I was like, oh, I got engaged. And she's like, oh, well, I'm getting married. <gasps> okay. That's why proposals are not happening at my wedding. I'm sorry. Like if that, imagine I get engaged at your wedding. <laughs> oh my gosh. You actually will never, ever be my friend again. This is just like the one day to like celebrate you be the center of attention and I hate that some people take that away or when people announce their pregnancies at your baby shower and are like oh cute like I'm pregnant too like don't announce that at my shower have your own ones up I was about to say that I I used to watch like Say Yes to the Dress all the time. Love that show. And there would be so many brides um, because I always had a bridesmaid dress version. And there'd be so many brides that like, oh, yeah, like my sister's pregnant. So I'm not going to let her be a bridesmaid because I want all the attention on me. 
Ooh, what do you think about that? I don't know, because also, like, if I was pregnant, would I want to be a bridesmaid? I don't know. I don't know if I... Oh, like, I 100%. Like, if you were pregnant when I was getting married, you're still a bridesmaid. Like, sorry. Like, that's still going to happen. I don't think it's attention-seeking. If they announce their pregnancy at my wedding, that's different. See, if I was pregnant, I don't think I'd want to be a bridesmaid at your wedding, just because... I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to be like in pregnancy. Maybe I'll absolutely love it, but it just, it does draw attention having a big bump, but it is your big day. So obviously I'll be there, but I also like, wouldn't be shy to say, Hey, do you want to have it in nine months after I pop out a kid kind of thing? But at my sister's wedding, her sister-in-law was pregnant and it was so fun. But yeah, I don't know if I'd want to be pregnant during it, but I also probably wouldn't ask someone if they were pregnant Really? If I was pregnant, you wouldn't ask me? I honestly think I'd move my wedding date. Wait, why? Because, oh, this sounds so selfish. I don't want your bum to distract my dress. That sounds awful. I promise I'm a good person, but like, it's about me. That's so interesting that you would move the whole wedding. Okay, but if you weren't showing, obviously I'd do it. But if you're like six months pregnant, I'm like, ah, what's another six months? I'll wait. That's so funny. That's so interesting. Yeah, because I don't think I care. But then again, I'm like, we're nowhere near wedding season for us, unfortunately. So um, we got some time. That's so interesting. I've never even like considered it. Yeah, well, just don't get pregnant when I get married. That would be really nice. I'll try my best. Whilst we love sharing our lives and chatting about these topics with you guys, we want to make it super clear that we're not experts or your personal psychologist and anything we discuss is purely our experiences and are not claimed to be absolute fact, but rather our opinion. We're super passionate about bringing light into these conversations as we believe in the power of vulnerability. Have you been keeping up with any of the pop culture news lately? There seems to be quite a bit happening. What is going on? I feel like I don't know anything. Well, so we work in childcare, so the movie Encanto, if you haven't watched it, go watch it. It is regularly on, like I'm talking almost every day because it's been raining, but the song, and to be honest, our favourite song, We Don't Talk About Bruno, is number one on the billboard for the eighth week in a row. It's literally overtaken Frozen and Let It Go and all of that. I'm not even surprised. It is Tam and I sing this, at least one of the songs every time we're in the car together, every time we're just together. Um, What's our favourite song, do you reckon? There's two big ones. I would say my favorite is We Don't Talk About Bruno. Just the layering, like when it's all their different parts, but sung together and it still sounds incredible. It's like, I love that. But we also love making our own choreography to surface pressure. Pressure like a dip, dip, dip. <laughs> we have a whole dance for it. Maybe we'll post it on the gram for you guys. Maybe we'll take it, make a little TikTok. I think I like We Don't Talk About Bruno because whenever I sing, Phoebe always chimes in. I'm like, this is not a duet, but We Don't Talk About Bruno is, so I do feel better about it. It's like a million duet. It's like we can sing the Pepper and her husband part. We can sing the Isabella and what's her name Mirabelle part oh no I forgot Mirabelle it's probably very triggering for her (laughs) but yes I love that song honestly I'll be cooking in the kitchen or in the bathroom and just like randomly burst out in like seven foot frames rats along his back it's it's just phenomenal that's my favorite part um okay something I have heard is that did you ever watch Pretty Little Lies in high school I feel like every girl did I loved Pretty Little Lies. It low-key did get a bit creepy towards the end, though. I actually didn't think I even finished it. I think it just kind of lost the plot, like, literally. Like, it just kind of, like, it felt like it was going somewhere, and then it just, like, stopped making sense. Who was your favorite? 
Ooh, I want to say probably Emily because she's such a hottie, but also just such a good actress. And I follow her on Instagram now and she's such a cute mum and everything. So I think my favorite was Aria. I don't know why. I just like, even though she kind of annoyed me a lot of the time, I hated Spencer. Oh my gosh, Spencer was the worst. And then when Spencer's twin came in, I was like, no, nah, I'm ending this. I, this is not for me. I think I stopped watching when Noel got um, decapitated, like his head came off. I was like, that's too far, PLL. <laughs> I really liked, um, what's his name? The boyfriend of Spencer? Toby. Toby is so cute. Like, he's such a good boyfriend. I just couldn't get over how creepy he was in season one. Like, you know when they thought he was there and he was just being a bit stalkerish and gross? It was all a bit weird. And then the dollhouse and the blind chick. Oh, my days. The dollhouse is probably, I think, where, it, like, after that, it got a bit crap. I loved the dollhouse. I was like, this is going to be sick. This season ended. I couldn't wait for the next one to come out. And then it was all crap. Rough. Well, what is your news about Pretty Little Liars? Anyway, a bit of a detour. Apparently, they're coming up with a whole new reboot, but with, like, a different cast. Like, have you heard of it? I think I did see it, and they're all younger and stuff, but I haven't looked into it. I wonder what they're even going to do. I don't love reboots. I think... Oh, have I seen any reboots? I don't think so. The Gossip Girl one. Oh, I don't know if it was a reboot, but it was Gossip Girl, and it was just different people. I think that's a reboot. Um, I don't know. I just don't. I never really got into Gossip Girl. I didn't like it. You didn't like Gossip Girl? I found the acting so cringe and so dumb. And, like, I hated, like, pretty much all of the characters. And so I was like, I can't, like, enjoy this. I've never heard of anyone not liking Gossip Girl. I loved it but my friend we're in PE I'm on the last season no idea who Gossip Girl is yet she straight out told me and I literally wanted to end it all there I oh I couldn't because I'd watched like seven seasons or something and she was just so like nonchalant and was like oh yeah by the way it's Dan also I just realized I have outed who Gossip Girl is and if you haven't watched it yet too bad it's 2022 you've missed the boat but yes it was traumatizing that's the thing. See, I found out who Gossip Girl was before I even watched the show, so that probably did ruin it a bit for me. Like, I wasn't even intrigued to see who it was. Um, my mum told me, fun facts. I'm, I didn't even know Nikki watched <laughs> Gossip Girl. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. I never got into it, but we'll see. I guess we'll see if this one's – this reboot's good. I feel like it's not really targeted at us, though. Yeah, I mean, Pretty Little Lies wasn't amazing, so I probably won't be watching the reboot, but another show that's coming on. So, Keeping Up With The Kardashians ended on E! a little bit ago, and I have been watching. So, my sister is older, and so I kind of grew up with, like, Keeping Up With The Kardashians at the age of eight. Um, But I love them. Like, I'm such a diehard Kardashian girl. Anyway, so they ended their show, and I was super sad. I was like, how else am I going to keep up with their lives, even though they literally post every single day on Instagram. But anyway, on Disney Plus, there's a program show thing called Star, and they're starting their own show again. So what's the difference? It's just not with E. I think they're actually a little bit more in control of it. It's on Hulu in America and Star in Australia. So I'm actually so keen because Kylie's pregnant in it. Yeah, so excited. That'll be so good. I hope we see some of the Pete and Kanye stuff. Like, I doubt it. But also, just realistically... I feel so bad for Kim. Like, this is awful. And my friend Abby actually shared a post um, the other day that was like, if Kim, who has so much money and so much power and influence, can still not um, escape her, like, toxic and, like, low-key abusive ex, like, what is the hope for, like, the normal woman in, like, the hills? And I was like, exactly. So on a very serious note, like, that is actually probably highlighting a lot of domestic violence for people. 
it is really crazy and I feel awful that it's so in public and Kim posted so obviously her daughter North has TikTok and she posts all these videos and they're kind of cute and funny but I think sometimes it's a bit like mm, too close to home for Kim but she posted this response on Instagram. Kim said, Kanye's constant responses and attacks on Instagram and social media is actually more hurtful than any TikTok North could make. Divorce is difficult enough on our children and Kanye's obsession with trying to control and manipulate our situation is so negatively and publicly causing further pain for all. It's so devastating, especially like as a kid of like divorced parents. Like it's like the worst like one of the worst things you can go through but let alone like with in the public eye like I can't imagine like what that family is going through like it's so rough so I think yes it's funny like yes it's like a bit trendy like funny to see what Kanye is posting and then deleting it after eight hours but I think now it's actually just like okay I just hope they're safe he keeps sending me stuff on instagram and i keep missing it because i read it too late and then he deletes his stuff but it is insane like he's a grown-ass man with children and i'm sorry that your wife is now legally single and you've been through all of this but he needs to grow up a little bit like obviously mental illness comes into play and of course we don't know everything going on but from what we can see i guess we just really hope that everything's all good there but yes i'm very keen and i hope a little bit of it's on the new show at least kylie's pregnancy will be on it that's cute i love kylie i know she's having a boy right yeah she had a little boy called wolf oh we talked about this yes i do remember now yes i'm very excited but also speaking of u.s citizens rebel wilson our little pitch perfect star became a u.s citizen and i honestly don't know how i feel about it i get so conflicted when like Aussie celebs because there's not many of them like we have a very small amount that are like big big A-list um go to America and just like never come back like that's why I love the Hemsworths because they're so like Byron boys <laughs> whereas like Iggy Azalea is like I don't associate with Australia anymore and like Rebels now you're a citizen like five seconds of summer like what's going on I didn't even know Iggy Azalea was Australian. Exactly. That's that's her marketing team for you. Well, I don't know if Rebel did like a dual citizenship thing, but she did post and was like, it's a dream come true. And I was so bummed because as Aussies, we need something. I don't know. I guess I'm happy for her. And she like went to school around the corner pretty much. Well, like half an hour away. But um, yeah, and like some of the same uni our friends are going to. She's like from our neck of the woods. I know. And she's up and left us to be a US superstar. Must be nice. Also, <laughs> pop stars. I have you seen Dua Lipa? Like, do you remember when she did that stupid? Oh, love her, but that dumb dance move on her concert on her tour, and then everyone just made fun of her on TikTok for years. Um, especially that one Aussie guy. Like, he just really took that brand and ran with it. Um, but now she's put it back in her show intentionally, and she's just going with it. I love it. She is such a woman. I saw it on my TikTok, and I was like, yes, babe, you absolutely reclaim that it was a little bit funny though and honestly it still is a bit funny to see her doing it but she's wearing this like low-key see-through bodysuit and I was like you sexy woman like you're killing it no matter what you're doing she can do anything I'd be like yep that's fair have you been reading any books lately I know uni started so it's kind of like put all your books away time but anything new I've been a bit lazy with that. I think over summer, like over uni break, I was like really getting into it and loving it. I'm a big fan of like self-help books and like psychology books or like Christian self-help books. So um, I've been reading this one that I actually got in Byron, um, but you can get it anywhere. It's called How to Do the Work. 
by Dr. Nicole something. Um, but it's essentially, she's a holistic psychologist. Um, and it's pretty much all the stuff I've been doing in my psych, which is really interesting, but she just like shows all the research from it and also gives like so many practical tips and like background knowledge and everything. Um, but it's essentially like, okay, like you've become more self-aware now you've become, um, more aware of like why you do what you do. Now it's time to actually put on the work, which is literally what I want this year to be about. How good. I remember going into that bookstore and I read the contents and I was like, um, Phoebe, is this your life? It had words like inner child and trauma. And she was like, Phoebe, I think you'd like this book. How funny. <laughs> Mine are not self-help books. Oh, one of them is. I read it at the start of the year. It's Atomic Habits by James Clear. I know everyone's probably read it, but it honestly changed my life. One of the things, what was it saying? If you do something 1% better each day, you'll end up with something with results like nearly 37 times better after one year. Like that's a dramatic improvement than if you do nothing each day. It's one of the books you kind of need a notebook or grab a pen and jot some notes in the book though. Another one that is so cute. If you love people watching, this is the book for you. It's called Love Stories by Trent Dalton. Beautiful little pink cover, but Essentially, this guy has a typewriter from his best mate's mum who passed away, sadly. And he said that this woman embodies love and he'd love to use the typewriter to embody love as well. And I was like, oh my gosh, my heart already. But so Trent goes on the streets of Melbourne and he just sits on the corner and he asks strangers that are passing by, hey, can you tell me a love story? And I was like, this is going to be so good. And there's so many cute ones, but there's this one and I'm not ruining it because there's so many in the book, but this guy is blind and he talks about his love story with his wife, yada, yada, yada. And Trent asks him like, what's the first thing you'd want to see if you could? And this man says his wife, which a so beautiful, but Trent affirms him and says, don't worry, like your wife is beautiful. And this man, I kid you not, this man responds with, I don't need to know what my wife looks like to know that she's the most beautiful woman in the world. I just know it. (laughs) Absolute heartstrings. Why is my heart broken? Trent, giving such a light to these stories. Very, very good. I've just started another one called It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover and I've seen it all over TikTok, but people are like having menti bees over it and I'm a bit nervous. I don't know if I can read that. I heard about one scene in the book and also the movie's coming out. It's being directed by um, Raphael and Jane the Virgin. How cool. Oh, what a king. What a king. Um, so I'm very, I want to read the book before I see the movie, but I'm, I'm very nervous about it. Yeah, I just have to schedule in time when I can have a fat menti bee. But it's so hard with uni being back because I have like 800 pages a week to read of like educational psychology and teaching. And it's just, where do I even find time to read for myself? I know. And I think something I'm also struggling with is like, that whole like when do I find time to like have my quiet time and have my devotion and all that kind of thing because like obviously something that we are both really trying this year um and trying to be more intentional about is like unstructured time with Jesus like how do you think you've been going with that so rough so rough 
I don't actually think this week or like in the last week I picked up a notebook to do structured time with JC which is pretty bad but gotta be open on the potty um but yeah I don't think I've done that however I definitely have had more unstructured time I feel like I've been really really good with that like praying I've been good at but even just jumping into worship a bit more like I'll pop it on pretty much any chance that I get especially when I'm driving but yes unstructured time going great structured time not good that's so good but I also like I love that you're honest about that because I think like i you know, like, I think people look up to you, like, in the church, and I know I used to look up to people in the church, but, like, oh, they are so good with God 24-7, blah, blah, So the fact that you're very open about, like, sometimes it's not great, like, that's actually really encouraging for people to hear. I think my unstructured time has been, like, phenomenal as well the last few weeks. I've just been spending so much unstructured time with God, and just, I felt like I've had a really big shift in my heart since, like, just after my birthday. I don't know what's been going on. I just kind of, like, felt all the stuff I was using in the world as like coping mechanisms or like to fill up those affirmation holes or whatever I just haven't been interested in and it's just it's not like previously I've been like okay I'm not gonna do this kind of not bad for me and then I end up doing it like a few days later it's just been I'm genuinely not interested because I like just know in my heart it's bad for me and so that's helped a lot but also just like talking to God all the time and just actually seeing things that are from him and realizing they're God things and not just like happy coincidences. Like I think I've always been doubting God's power quite a bit and um, limiting his power just from being like like doubting it. But that doubt's actually the enemy, which is what I realized. Like, and it's like the enemy being like, God can't do that. Like blah, blah, blah. Like God can, if he wanted to literally flip this earth, make it pink, <laughs> like make it rain cows, he could. <laughs> but um yeah, so that's been so cool. Just like I was talking to my friend Jules and I was like, yeah, I was just like talking like like out loud to go in the car, just like having a fat chat. And then she was like, that's so interesting. And I was like, oh, I just like thought that was normal for me and God. Yeah, I remember someone said in Bible study, they were like a little bit orkies about speaking out loud to Jesus. And like the thought of doing it in public scared her, which fair enough. Um, so what she did, she like pop her AirPods in or put her phone to her ear. So it looked like she was on a phone call um, while she was at uni and just like talk to God. And it's just the realization and the intentional act that like, reminds us that like God is our friend and she'd just walk around uni and like have a conversation in her break which is so cool but you've actually started a new church which is super exciting do you want to maybe tell them how that's going and what you've learned it's been so exciting so I was very hurt by the church um kind of beginning of last year and then I went to a different church just to kind of it was a very big like church I was like I'll just go here until I find home again and it obviously, I started going there in April and it's now February. <laughs> so, oh, it's March. And then it took me just quite a while to like find anything, like never really felt at home or felt like at peace. And then I randomly tried out this church called Glow like a month, a month and a half ago, just because I was like, I saw it on Instagram, kind of knew of it. I was like, I'll give it a shot. Literally loved it. Worship was amazing. Um, and they really believe in passionate worship and I love it. And then their messages and sermons are just so fruitful and so practical, but also so from the word and spirit led. Um, And then their welcoming team is beautiful. Like I was every week I was like just me or like me and my mate, like we would get welcomed and like people that didn't know us, but hey, how are you? Or come sit next to us. It was just, it's just been a really great start. Um, 
And I went to my first connect group last week, which was phenomenal. And last night they do a, they did a discover course for anyone that um, is like new, newish at um, Glow, and it essentially just gives a really thorough background on how the church started, who the church leaders are, and the church is kind of like vision statement. And they talked about money, they talked about alcohol, they talked about all these things that were so interesting and really nice to know. Like, okay, this is where I am. How good. And it's so cool that they're doing the Discover course. I've never heard of a church doing that before. I think what I learned this week, oh, it was such like such a good sermon. It was one of those ones where you're like, oh, I just needed that. Um, This guy who preached has a PhD in Revelations, which if you don't know what that is, it's the last book in the Bible. It's genuinely full of codes and images and it's just super confusing. Anyway, he didn't even preach on Revelations. It's just so cool that he has a PhD in it. But one of the things that stuck out to me, he said, you'll never experience the life you want without godliness. And I was like, um, Mark, what do you mean? I'm never going to experience the life I want without godliness. And he was essentially saying, you can create this Pinterest board for the ideal life you want and all that jazz, but you actually weren't designed for that. You were designed for a life of godliness and not a life of worldliness. But this week, I really want to investigate a bit more into like what that life could actually look like for me, because I think a lot of Christians um, get like flack from non-Christian people because they think that we need to like follow all of these like harsh rules and we're super boring and like we're a bit of a nun and a prude. But then when you realize the consequences of this like so-called worldly fun, you're actually like, oh, why wouldn't I just live a life of godliness when the consequences of that are eternity and life with God is so much better than life without God. So for example, I love going out and partying. Like I will straight up admit that it's probably one of the sins I really struggle with um, and love having a bevy and all that jazz. But the consequences of getting drunk and making stupid decisions and the fact that it's actually really bad for my physical health, those are huge consequences. Whereas if I go out and I can have a few drinks, I can still socialize with people, I'm out having fun. And more importantly, I'm confident in the person that I am without alcohol and I'm still maintaining Christian values. That is so much better and such a better life to live. So yeah, he was just saying that like we're designed for this life of godliness, which is rich and it's pure and it's full of grace. It's full of love and it's full of abundance. And we're not designed for a life of the world. The alcohol thing just reminded me of what they said at Glow last night. Um, so Glow has a few different campuses, but they have one lead pastor who um, and his wife, who's also a pastor, who kind of run all the campuses and run Glow itself. Um, and he was leading the course and he wanted to bring up the topic, topic of alcohol. And he said that he personally doesn't drink. Um, he used to. He just felt a very godly conviction to stop. Um, and he has nothing against, like, people drinking, leaders drinking, but... He obviously drunkenness blatantly in the Bible, God says is wrong and we shouldn't do it. But he also says that as leaders, um, we should always be prepared and be ready to get in our car and go help someone that needs us. And so that has really like I walked away feeling really good with that. I was like, I absolutely love that sentiment. We should always be ready to go and help somebody. Um, And you can't do that if you've had more than two drinks or three drinks, depending on whatever you are but um yeah and so I've just been loving that I'm similar to you like drunkenness is something that I used to really struggle with um and now I've just been like okay instead of always like going like going out like I'm not gonna fully stop going out if there's times I do want to go sometimes you do want to like 
go to a nice bar with your mates but now I'll always drive because then it's like I can still have a drink or two like I can still have fun but like you like learning to be more comfortable in those environments without being drunk I love that like you should be able to go and hop in the car and help people that's huge so so good Wow, here we are drinking a little mug, a little pina colada, but you know, we've had a day at work, we've just clocked off, it's been a week, Um, but yeah, we're just doing it because of pure enjoyment, like we love some spice and some fruity drinks, so. But also, it's one drink, like I think it's like, if we were sitting here having four cocktails, and that's obviously not great, but I think establishing a really healthy relationship with alcohol, unless you have addiction or like previous... um, instances where it's not great for you then that's a completely different story but for the general person um it's great to actually build that like healthy relationship with alcohol and kind of figure out what's good for you if having none at all and being sober is what's best for you then that's incredible and that's probably the best choice to be honest but um yeah like there's nothing wrong with having a drink it's more just like why are you drinking and are you getting drunk It's the intention behind it. And if we were having four cocktails right now, this would be an extremely sloshy episode of Love on the Line. Yuck. See, another reason I don't like getting drunk is because, like, you wake up the next day, all the regrets, you see all the messages you sent, you see all the... You start piecing together things that happen. It is gross. Like, it's not just the physical hangover. It's the emotional hangover of just all the mistakes you made. I hate it. Yeah, I think we call it anxiety or like at least that's what one of my friends calls it because it's true. Like I'm going to out myself. We're here to be honest. I can be and have been very sloppy at times. Like I've made silly mistakes and posted silly things and done silly things. And the next morning I'm like, oh my gosh, Tam, like why are you doing this? But I'm actually not drinking for a while now because I'm on that eating plan and alcohol is very unhealthy. So if that's anything, feel free to join me. Um, But yeah. But anyway, I love happy hour. I love a bevy and love a chat. Love chatting to my friends and to you guys. We're going to quickly play a game of Would You Rather because I I love this game so much. Um, Just wanted to have a laugh. Just do something a bit light. All right. My first one for you. Would you rather be with a words of affirmation partner or be with a receiving gifts partner. So I would have to give them gifts. So their love language is either words of affirmation or receiving gifts. Oh, 100% receiving gifts because I love giving gifts. That's probably my favorite part of like birthdays or Christmas. So yeah, words with affirmation, I struggle with a bit. Sometimes I'm like, oh, that's a bit mushy. Like I feel all of these things and think all of these things, but to say them, I kind of want to vomit. So yeah, gifts would make me so happy. This is a bit morbid, but I think about it all the time. Would you rather find out when you die or how you die? That's so hard because it's like if you find out when you die, it's going to be dreading that one date for the rest of your life. But if you find out how you die, let's say I die in a car accident. Let's hope not. But I'm just going to never get in a car again. And then so I don't know. I think I'd rather know how I die because I don't want to waste my life counting down those. I would just think about that date all the time. No, but if you find out how you die, say it's a car accident, you're never going to get in a car. And what if I say, oh, I want a road trip to Byron. You're going to be like, no, I can't live my best life because I'm going to die in a car. Whereas if you know when you die, you can literally do everything up until then. Yeah, but I feel like I would just like limit myself. I don't know. I feel like I'd rather... Mm. Oh, that's really hard. Because when... Like, what if I find out I die tomorrow? What am I going to do? 
sit and cry and say goodbye to everyone. Actually, that's helpful. Exactly. You know what you want to do. This shows how easily Phoebe is peer pressured. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to go with the when. <laughs> Good option. Okay, my next one. Would you rather lose your sight or lose your hearing? Ooh, maybe, maybe hearing because you can still sign language with people. And I love it. Oh my gosh. I'm literally going to get a little bit emotional. Well, I would literally cry not ever being able to see the sunrise over the beach again, like ever in my life. Like just the little moments where you get to see creation. I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could ever not do that. The only thing I, like, I agree, but also like, what about like, if you lose your hearing, you essentially lose your ability to speak as well. Cause like, you don't really talk. Like I'm like, I've met a lot of deaf people and they don't really talk. Whereas like with blind people, they can still hear and speak. True. But yeah, I think the sign language, because I can still see people talking as well and like their lips moving. And then I think, oh, I don't need to hear because I'd rather see my daughter or my son or my husband kind of thing. I don't know. I hope this literally never happens. Okay, this next one. Would you rather have a partner who's not attracted to you, but is really in love with you or have a partner who isn't in love with you, but they find you banging? A hundred percent the first one. I I was talking to my friend about this. Um, Both of our ex-boyfriends were very good at being like, oh, you're so attractive. Like, I'm so attracted to you, like, blah, blah, blah. But we were like, can you, like, we physically had to ask them, can you compliment me for who I am for five seconds? Like, instead, I was like, I appreciate it. Like, I'm, it's good to know that you, like, find me physically attractive. But, like, it actually means nothing, like, to be honest. Like, to me, I'm like, which is weird because pretty much all my insecurity is, like, physical. Um, But it's, yeah, it's so weird. But I just feel like, when someone gives me a physical compliment, it lasts for like a second. Whereas if someone is like, um, compliments like my heart or like something I do, I think about that for like weeks. So definitely the first, like it would suck, but I think the first one. Yeah. That's a challenge this week, guys. Go and compliment something that isn't physical about someone because your body is the least interesting thing about you and your heart is the most important. Exactly. And your body's going to change every single day for the rest of your life. So literally who cares? Okay, this one is very Tammy specific. And so I think this is going to... I tried to make this one really hard for you. Okay. Would you rather be in Billie Eilish's friend group, but she doesn't like you, or be invited onto the Life Uncut podcast, but they act disinterested your entire episode? Oh, no. Uh, Okay. uh, Okay. I don't think I could do the Life Uncut uninterested because... That would literally kill my heart. Like, I love Life Uncut. They're amazing. Maybe, maybe Billie Eilish, because like, I've met people who don't like me at the start and then they warm up. Like, I feel like Billie and I have a lot in common, you know? Or maybe we don't have anything in common because she's super rich and famous. But she, if you don't know, oh, I'm such a diehard Billie fan. Like, I love her. When I was in America, almost contemplated going to LA just so I could stalk her. But I didn't because that's super weird. But I'd go in the friend group, do the classic Tammy, get you on my side, and we'd be best friends forever. Oh, Tammy. That's a good idea, though. Because at least you're, like, there. You have that consistent contact. It's like... And then, yeah, I I feel like if she doesn't like you after, like, six months, what's wrong with her? Like, it's kind of like you don't want to be friends with her if she doesn't like you after six months. Yeah. I get to choose when I'm... Yeah. I get to choose whether or not I'm friends with Billy. That's right. (laughs) Okay, last one for you, Phoebes. Would you rather have thought bubbles, like physical thought bubbles, appear over your head for everyone to see what you're thinking all the time, 
or for everyone you know to have access to your search history? Oh, 100% my search history. I'm not looking up anything dodgy. I'm like, they can have a look at my like chicken recipes and like YouTube, like Hillsong Worship, like acoustic. I'm not looking up anything dodgy. I feel like that's, if I was someone who was looking up certain things, then like that might be a bit stressful. I want to look it up anything. Have a look. Have my eyes only. My eyes only. Like, go for it. Let's see what your last search was. Literally. Okay. I have two. One is necrophilia, but that's because I didn't know what it was. And I saw a TikTok saying that penguins um, always do necrophilia. I know. So there were researchers that went to Antarctica ages ago that found out that penguins weren't as cute and fluffy as we all think. And they're actually like necrophiliacs, I guess. Yeah. And then they didn't tell anyone and they wrote it down in like ancient Greek so that people wouldn't really find out. But now we all know that penguins are a bit gross. And then my other search is for Jag's restaurant because their carbonara slaps. (laughs) Yum. I could go for Jag. My last search was... Dog ramps for the couch, lol. We love that. Just trying to help George get up. And, oh, we just moved houses. So I'm trying to redo my room. So my other last one was an arch floor mirror. So pretty hectic stuff we're looking at. Pretty dodgy. It's all happening. Absolutely. I love that you just didn't react to my necrophilia. Like <laughs> I did. I silently reacted. Do you want to explain to people what necrophilia is for people who don't know? I don't even want to say it. Necrophilia is when... People just have, I guess penguins as well, have a fascination with dead bodies, particularly a sexual fascination. How gross. So penguins are really not all happy feet, but it's not all happy feet. Oh my gosh. I'm pretty sure, um, what's his name? Correct me if I'm wrong. Jeffrey Dahmer. Do you know Jeffrey Dahmer? Yeah, I think he's one too. How gross. Before we wrap up the episode and my cocktail runs out, have you been watching maths this season? Absolutely not. I could not get into it this season. I don't know. I'm not a reality TV person anymore. Like, I don't know. I find it too draining. My goodness, we're so different. Me, mum and dad sit down on the couch every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and Sunday religiously to watch maths. You would actually really like this season though. I think I would. I think it just takes so long to get into it. Like, I always skip the weddings. I find it boring. I'm like, I don't want to watch that. And there's all the honeymoon drama. And there's the first dinner party where no one really knows each other. But then I feel like I can't jump in when all the drama's happening because I don't know the previous history of the drama. True. I did jump in a bit later. I didn't watch the weddings because they're going to get married anyway. But last night's episode, so this would be a week later because our pod will be out. But um, there's this... Two girls, Olivia and Dominica, who are so fiery. And basically, Olivia's going off on Dominica for being too loud. Like, literally, she's not. She's wog, she's loud. Honestly, I'm kind of like Dom. Like, you can hear my voice everywhere. Anyway, but like Dom got bullied in childhood and people would say her voice isn't enough. Like, she needs to be quiet kind of thing. So like, actual trauma. Anyway, Olivia was going to like give her a taste of her own medicine screams at Dom across the room and obviously Dom gets really upset like she's crying Dom does smash a wine glass but like not in Olivia's face she just smashes it on the table and then Olivia goes to all of the guys and the partners and's like she's waving the wine glass around like a weapon in my face and I'm like oh my gosh you're so drama anyway Olivia is just like the worst person in the world she literally cut up 
in her personal life. She cut up her bridesmaid's dress into five pieces and delivered it to her friend who was the bride with the scissors in a little care package because she thought the dresses were a poo brown. Like, how psycho is that? I love women, but I just cannot get around Olivia. Not a fan. I feel like on maths, like, they, in the application process, it's like, are you dramatic and will you snap at every single thing? And if you tick yes, you're on the show. I know, crazy. Drama. That's not very International Women's Day of them. Classic that episode during, classic that episode airing during International Women's Day. It's like that channel is just like, "Mm, we're not going to bring women up today. We're going to keep making them hate each other. (laughs) So insane. Well, that's all we have time for this episode. We hope you've enjoyed just a general chit chat. I've enjoyed my spicy mug. I've had a great time with my pina colada (laughs) and a great time chatting with you, Tammy. We will see you guys next Monday on Love on the Line. Thanks for joining us.